Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Six Figure Roadmap. On today's interview, I had the pleasure of speaking to Nicholas Bailey. He is the CEO of Billion Dollar Body and creator of the Billion Dollar Brotherhood. He's the host of the BDB podcast, an international speaker and author of The Modern Day Businessman. In this interview, we talk about his story going from a carpet cleaning business to now a multi seven-figure company that helps men gain access to health, wealth, and meaningful relationships in their life. We talked a lot about taking leaps of faith, creating laser focus in your life, and taking advantage of opportunities that come your way, and ultimately choosing and deciding what it is that you are going to spend your time doing what it is that you are going to spend your time creating. So if you're someone who feels like you are taking advantage of opportunities, you are trying a bunch of different things to see what sticks and you're just trying to find something that you're passionate about, or maybe you feel stuck because all of these different things are still not that one thing that you're looking for that's going to help you create an impact on the world. Well, Nicholas and I talk about how he created that and his life, how that has led him to accomplishing all the amazing things that he has accomplished. And he gives you some insight on how to do that for yourself. So I hope that you enjoy this interview with Nicholas Bailey because it's jam packed with amazing, actionable insight and information that's going to help you level up. Enjoy. All right. I am live with Nicholas Bailey. How are you, man? Glad to have you here. Yeah, dude. So grateful to be here. I appreciate the awesome intro as well. And on top of that, dude, I'm just pumped that you created a space for people to be able to get tactics in a place like this. I know that people listen to podcasts, listen to interviews. Those are motivated individuals. So we'll be talking about actionable things that people can do leaving here today and actually get tangible results because that's what I spent my time listening to when I was in my carpet cleaning van every single day trying to plan that exit. And I can't wait to see people take action and get the emails from it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, let's, let's dive into that. Like, What were those things that really stuck with you when you were listening to all the actionable and insightful information that helped you break out of where you were? Yeah, a lot of times it was the simple stuff. I found that a lot of us, the more the biggest things that are holding us back, So the identity that I have and the identity that other people are going through right now with the lack of success, right? Wanting to be someone and we can see that we are, we could see that we have the potential to do that, yet we're not getting the results. And we feel like, you know, we don't want to step into that and act like we're that person if we don't have the results because then people can call us out. So think about me, I'm sitting there driving a carpet cleaning van with the windows down, not electric windows, roll down windows because there's fumes of all the chemicals in the back of the truck plus all the exhaust from doing all the jobs in the truck that if I roll up the windows, I legitimately would pass out. And so really unhealthy environment, but that like stains your clothes and you're in those clothes all day. And I'm in this environment where I'm just like, man, I don't have the confidence to go out there and build a business. 
I don't have the confidence to be able to speak my message. I don't have the confidence to be able to make a sale. A lot of times listening on these podcasts, I was listening to who were the other people that went through this? What were the things that shifted their mindset, made them feel confident? Uh, But ultimately, man, it was just a compilation of things. And really, I found out that people always say like, what's more important, who you know or what you know? And really, it's the two of those combined that's the most important. So I made it my journey, my life's mission to not just have the education to build a business, but have the community that empowers me and the network to be able to get that message out there because you're a product of your environment. Once I changed my environment, all, everything started changing for me. I started investing in my friendships. I started investing in my network and they started pushing me to higher levels and I was excited to perform. I didn't want to come back to that community not making progress. So I just consistently evolved and was a product of my environment. I've consistently done that to this day. Something that stuck with me since then. I love it. So switching your environment and and shifting your thought process from going from, you know, here's the situation I'm into, here is the outcome that I choose to create for myself based off of the information that you got from all these different podcasts and stuff. Absolutely, man. And, and really thinking Grow Rich was a great thing for me as well to really just get focused and go, this is the amount of money that I want to create. And what am I willing to do to get there? What are the things I want to give up? And really emotionalizing my goals for the very first time. I had never really emotionalized them in the money and business sense before. I'd done it in sports and other things that I wanted, but I hadn't created that same desire. And so it was so interesting that you'll see now that what got you here won't get you there. If, if people listen to this podcast were to copy what I do every single day, it wouldn't work. I got a 1,200 square foot office, you know, running a million dollar, multi-million dollar business. Those, the things that I do today are not the things I did back in the day to get started. I think that's one of the biggest things that people miss out on is that a lot of people, they have a lot of skill sets and network and now they're so good at what they do. And they try to sell everyone the blueprint of what they do. And I'm like, they don't have the network or the skill sets or the belief or the understanding and they're not in the same place as you are. So it doesn't make any sense. And so truly going back for me, my first six-figure roadmap was really came from a bunch of different areas. Like I remember like I was carpet cleaning, I was doing side jobs, I was digging holes, I was selling things on Craigslist, which by the way, selling things on Craigslist is a phenomenal way to make extra money. Like 400 bucks isn't a lot if, you're, if it's going towards expenses, but 400 extra dollars after expenses, like that's a lot of freedom. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of extra investing money. Right? Like that's a lot. And I was equally on top of that, just taking every opportunity that I could. As I got more skill sets and I started building a business, I had to then transition from all the opportunity and focus down on one core thing that I wanted to build because I knew that I couldn't just keep going after everything if I wanted to get past the six-figure mark. But the first year I did six figures, I remember sitting in my room and going, I'd only made $19,000 up to that point, like ever in a year. That was the most I had made. And I was like, okay, I want to make $100,000 in a year. How much is that per day? 285 roughly dollars per day. So I tell myself that I'm willing to give up all my hobbies and all this other junk. And if I don't make $285 in a day, I have to keep working and taking opportunities until 10 p.m. And then I go to bed and get up and do another day so I don't ruin my next day. And I remember just sitting there going like, I'm, I want to see the opportunities. I'll take any opportunity that I get. And things started coming my way. I started recognizing them. I started, I was carpet cleaning. So every once in a while, another person would say, hey, I want my carpets clean. And I would think I'll come back another day. No, because I read my statement I had in my mind to make six figures. I was like, great, let's get you set up right now and I'll do it today. 
and I was doing those little extra things. I remember an office next to us moving out and they were like, Hey, do you want to sell the stuff in our office? I was like, absolutely. So I started selling their furniture and their chairs and all this stuff. And people were like, man, I'll come back. I can't drive this piece of furniture home. Like, well, delivery is 25 bucks. I started delivering the things for 25 bucks. I remember in those carpet jobs, I remember there was chances to install carpet. I didn't know how. So what I do, I booked the job, I sold it and I outsourced everything. And I was taking opportunity after opportunity after opportunity as they came toward me. Some days I'd hit my 285, other days I wouldn't and I would work till 10. And that's ultimately what it took to start just getting that hustle, the skill sets. And then from there, I was able to transition into what was became my first health coaching company from there. But it was like that, those were the things that actually got me into motion. They got me excited. I started focusing on the goal more than just the path. And I was taking whatever path it took to get to the goal. And then that gave me the next step. And I think people, my friend, Brandon Poulin, he's done over $50 million and he's 25 years old, maybe 60 million now. And one of the big things that we talk about a lot is not neglecting your training ground. A lot of people just want to have the perfect business with the perfect systems and everything figured out. And they, they know their exact passion and what they're supposed to do with life. And they neglect the fact that most successful people just were able to transition at the right time while they were taking action. My friend, Brandon, he was a windshield chip, like fixer, you know, like people at the gas station. And then he joined a network marketing company that me and him were both in together when we were 20 and 19. And then from there, he started trying to like do some marketing stuff. And then him and his wife, she was good at fitness. He was good at marketing. They brought it together. And that started tool time trainer that turned into lady boss that now at 25 years old is, a, is doing $60 million this year. But if he didn't do the windshields and then go and do network marketing and like just keep going and keep taking action, he didn't sit there and go, what do I truly want to do? What is my passion? Because truly at that point, you're not building the skill sets and you're not in the training ground to then transition to the next thing. And that's another art, by the way, is how do you make sure you make those little transitions at the right time? Because sometimes they're scary. And those are things that we all have to go through. I love that. And my question about all of the things that you just said, right? Taking opportunity when it comes to you and really learning from everything that you are doing while trying to reach the benchmark that you're trying to create for yourself. How did you know, based off of all the different things that you were doing, that your first health coaching business was the thing that you wanted to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. So let's, let's back up a little bit then. And I, I truly believe that we have skill sets and we have passions and we have responsibilities and we want to kind of overlap those things because obviously if I were to just work off passion, what I'm excited about, that changes all the time. I, I wouldn't mind having a really nice house, living right next to the ocean, jump and surf in the morning, go motocross in the afternoon. And like, that would be passion for me, but that's not going to like, that's not going to make the impact that I want. It's just not realistic. It's not going to make me the money I want. I'm not good enough at surfing. And I don't feel like putting in the work for that either. So going back, like me and my dad had a falling out when I was 12 years old and 12, 13, 14, right around there. And throughout that process, I ended up gaining 60 pounds. So I became extremely overweight, extremely self-conscious, depressed, embarrassed to myself, gave up every identity that I had. I was athletic and I was talented and I was well-balanced and I could do off-road stuff. I raced motocross my whole life up to that point. So then all of a sudden I have no identity. I have no clue what to do. And life was over at that point. 
And it wasn't until I started investing in my health that I started seeing my confidence and my power come back. And like, I just, all of a sudden I started putting myself out there and life began again when I started investing myself because of the confidence I felt. But also if you're not investing in your body, it shows like your, whatever you believe about yourself will also be shown through your external like things that you're doing. So if I'm not feeding myself well, and I'm like, I love myself, like I, I love it. Like I love, I love myself so much, but I'm not taking care of my body. It's like the, it's incongruent. So I felt like when that started aligning, I started getting some confidence and I realized what that did for me. So then when I went into my first business, like I told you with Brandon, it was network marketing. And the reason I went into that is because at 20 and 18 years old, I was 20, my wife was 18, we got married. And when you get married at 20 and 18, the reality hits you of a new responsibility, which is I love responsibilities. When passion meets responsibility is a great place to see what you're supposed to do. And I realized at that point, I was like, okay, what, is, what don't I want out of life? I didn't know what I did want. Many of the people listening right now, you don't really know what you want. Like you think you do, you don't. And I didn't know what I wanted either. And ultimately I was like, okay, I don't want to be away from my wife because we just got married. What can I do for us to be together and to have fun and something we're passionate about? So all of a sudden I'm like trying to start a cafe. I'm like thinking of all the things I could do. And all of a sudden opportunity came across my bed. I would say my desk, but I didn't have no desk. I was 20 years old and broke. So I had a bed and I was watching this thing and I joined a network marketing company. Had no clue about the stigma. Had no clue that all my friends were going to reject me and leave me and think I was an idiot. Like I had no clue about any of that stuff. I invited all my friends over and I was like, guys, check this out. And all of them, none of them bought. They were all like, and like, they didn't talk to me for like a whole year. It was terrible. But I didn't understand. I was so pumped about it. But that network marketing company, we did really well. And it provided for my whole first year of marriage. See, there's many opportunities that people can have that if you ride the wave of opportunity, as soon as that's gone, you're still screwed because you haven't built the skill sets, the talent, and the ability. That's what happened to me. Whole year in, that company went from 200 million to 600 million in just one year. And I rode that wave and made good money. As soon as that was gone, I didn't know how to build a business. I didn't have the skill sets. I didn't know how to sell. I didn't know how to market my own products. Like, I had no clue what to do. And that's when I went into having to be a carpet cleaner, working with my dad, making twelve dollars to $1,600 a month for two and a half years. I only ate out three times. I was gone every day, three times for two and a half years is all I ever ate out on the road. Almost everyone eats out all the freaking time. I could not afford anything. $25 a week was my eating out budget with my wife. $75 a week was my, eat, my food budget for two people. That's like $37.50 a week per person. Like that is not fun. And so throughout that process, I was just like, I had failed the health thing that I had done. And I was so nervous to get back into it that I really lost all my motivation. Dude, I would not even invest in myself. People go to these events, people go to networking events. If there was even paid parking and it was a free event, I wouldn't go to it. Looking at someone now that invests over a hundred thousand dollars a year in his education, I would not go four or five years ago. I would not even go to an event if I had to pay for parking. And that's where my mindset was. And so I just remember like getting to this point where my wife was wanting to be a health coach and I was over here cleaning carpets and I had a decision to make. And lucky Gary Vaynerchuk helped me and I'll tell you exactly what I learned from him. I, I had this health company that was going to impact men and ultimately become this brotherhood and it was going to be amazing. That's like one vision I had. But I had this vision over here of I'm good at carpet cleaning. I know I'd run the company now. What if I consult other carpet cleaning companies, service-based companies, and then when the economy collapses, I can buy them all up because I'll have the cash flow to be able to float them. And then I'll have this huge company 
at the end of the next recession. Like that's what I was thinking. I was talking big game. It was all talk, no walk. And one of my mentors called me out about it. And this is one big, huge thing about mentors. One of my mentors is a Navy SEAL for, I think he's for nine years. He's been my mentor now, almost 10 years. And he, he came back from a deployment and he said, Nicholas, you have not changed at all since the last time I've seen you. I told him all these big dreams that I just told you. And he was like, you haven't changed. So I freaked out. So all of a sudden I found out Gary Vaynerchuk was coming into town and I broke into an event, ran to the front of the stage, followed him off the stage, walked to the book signing, bought a book. So I get my book signed by him, threw the book down. I said, I don't care if you signed my book. I still don't even think I got it signed. I was like, I have a question. I have two options. Go all in on something that I'm passionate about, that I love, but I have made no money at. I could possibly lose everything. And like, why would anyone listen to me? Why would they respect me? Or I could go all in on this carpet cleaning, build a big business, and then I could leverage that respect and that big business to like gain influence and all this stuff. And he looked at me and he said, why don't you just do both? And I was like, because I've been trying, Gary. That's why I'm here. I'm trying to figure out what I should do. I thought you got paid like 85 grand to speak. So like, that's why I'm here. And he was like, oh, why don't you just choose one? And I was like, that's why I'm here. Like, I'm asking for help. And he opened up Crush It, Crush it the first book he wrote. And he, he brought it over to me and he said, look at this. This is the difference between me and you, Nicholas. He said, check this out. I passed on investing in Uber. And I don't care. Because I made a decision, I moved on. He said, you think your decisions matter. They really don't. He was like, I know I'm going to win no matter what. So I just make decisions and I move on and I can always fix a bad decision later. You're having trouble making decision and indecision is what's going to make you fail. So I was like, wow, like I'm in indecision. I'm not making a decision. I need to just make a decision and move on. Well, I made a decision that I wanted to be able to go into serving men in their health at first and then later in brotherhood and in their business. But I wanted to accomplish things first, right? So I, I set my exit plan. And a few months later, I invested $5,000 into an event, all, my, all, all debt, all credit cards, like I had no money at all. My wife and I did that. And six months later, there was an event that was like my exit strategy. And I went to that event. I left there with so much knowledge, connection, belief, everything that I did $22,000 in that other business. I'd never made more than $3,000 in a month. Since then, I've never had a not profitable month in that business. And that same month, I was able to leave carpet cleaning forever, which was scary. I thought, what if I fail and I have to go back? Like I had the same thoughts as everyone else. And I went all in. And legitimately, I don't think we've, yeah, we've never had a not profitable month since then. And I just knew like I had to make a decision. I had to go all in. And it was my indecision that was truly killing me. And I was also really good at sticking with the thing as well. Like if you look at my trajectory of everything, I had lots of ideas, but when I found out like that's what I'm supposed to do, I went all in, started helping people lose body fat, lose weight. I built the community. I invested uh, five figures into branding, built the billion dollar body and all this dope branding that you see today, all this great aesthetic. And I went all in on the very thing I was doing was serving the people I was serving. The only thing that's changed is we built things to serve those people better. But it's the same people I'm serving, the businessman that's going to be the leader of tomorrow, that's going to be the political or business leader. Those are the people I'm serving. And I haven't deviated from that path. And that type of focus has allowed us to go from me being a broke carpet cleaner four years ago. This was only four years ago. 
to being featured in Forbes for doing seven figures, speaking on Russell Brunson's stage of 5,000 people, and being able to build a lifestyle and a business here in California that would have never dreamed about. So much value in what you just said there. <laughs> There's a lot of what you said was really taking a leap of faith. That's a giant overall message to sum up what you just explained and how you got to where you are now. Another one is extreme focus and then choosing, just making a decision because the indecision that a lot of people make when trying to find the right decision is what holds them back from getting there. If you're listening to this and you feel like we're talking about you right now, Nicholas just described the different tactics you can use in order to break out of where you are right now. Follow through, stay committed, and just make a decision. Because at the end of the day, you're going to get to where you need to be just because you chose. Nicholas, I want to dive in real quick before I just ask you some rapid fire questions. I want you to explain based off what you do for especially body health, how big of an effect does your health have on your success? For sure, man. So ultimately for me, as you know, I was 60 pounds overweight. I was depressed. I was confused. I was strangled by my insecurities. I then ended up losing the weight and then going out there and finding my wife. I got married and I had no ability to be able to provide. Like I had no clue how I was going to provide. That weight was super bearing on me. And even when I went out there, I failed and I was out there like I didn't think I was worthy to invest in. I didn't think I was worthy to buy food for. I didn't think I was worthy to put first. I didn't think that I was like anything that's inside of that face. Like I felt like I was less than nothing and I had no clue how to get out of it. And there's many men out there that whether they've had a successful business and it's failed or they're starting out or maybe there's someone that has a successful business now, but they've been building it out of this sense of scarcity, just running away from the old life that they've had. We put those guys all in one community called the Brotherhood, and we help them not just shift their mindset of abundance, but give them the tools, tactics, community to be able to adapt to their environment and the tools to take action, to not just transform their body, but transform their relationships and their business all inside of one place that serves one type of businessman. And that's that businessman that, again, wants to be three-dimensional. And like you said, what's the benefit of health to the entrepreneur and, and wealth and relationships? These are the three areas that no man can outsource. All of them are important. There's lots of broke people with a really fit body. They should focus on other areas. There's a lot of people that are really, really rich that are unhappy and have no body in health. Look at Steve Jobs. There's lots of people out there that have amazing relationships that literally just fight and can't help anyone else but themselves because they're just worried about finances all the time and they don't take care of themselves and that lowers the intimacy that they have together. If you look at those three areas, no one's going to eat for you. No one's going to work out for you. No one's going to have sex with your wife for you. No one's going to communicate with your wife for you. No one's going to go out there and build your business for you. If those are the three areas that no man can outsource. We should probably get good at them, right? And so for me, I've realized that all these areas give men power and confidence, and they're all areas of life that actually can be controlled, right? Like you go out there and you, you invest in your body. Like you don't need to be have a six pack. You don't need to have biceps, big, huge biceps to be able to have confidence because I see people all the time that are shredded, that take one week off and already they feel a lower level of confidence, even though their body is still fit because they're not doing the actions. But I've also found people that have lost five pounds, 10 pounds, they're putting in the actions, they feel good. They start feeling that confidence and power 
that doesn't just come from the fit body, but it comes from that internal feeling of satisfaction of investing themselves, putting themselves first and getting things done. I've seen people inside of relationship, having that power dynamic inside of that relationship, having that power connection with family and friends and their network. And then also going out there and having the power to produce and keep money and grow money as a businessman gives you a sense of power because the number one cause of shame in men today is not being able to provide for their family. And so we're able to go out there and, 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 uh, and unleash all these different things inside of men, give them the tools to empower them so that they can actually go out there and do the things that they actually want to do with their life, not having to worry and sit in scarcity and be like, there's not enough for me. There's not enough time to work out. There's not enough people in the world that want what I have. I'm not good enough and my product and service isn't good enough. Like they're hiding themselves and we're unveiling them through brotherhood. It's incredible, man. Health, wealth, relationships. The three things that men and people in particular can control in their life. It's amazing. So I just want to get to know you and allow our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So I have five rapid fire questions for you. The first one is, what is one non-negotiable habit you implement every single day? Hydrate. I mean, I have a lot of them. um, And I believe everyone should have a lot of them. But hydration is definitely one of them. What is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? The Bible, for sure. Best business book, relationship book, lifestyle book. It's really good. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? Lots of things. um, But surfing is a big one and and, uh, taking people out to dinner, connecting with people. Always building relationships. Love it. What is the most memorable experience you've ever had, good or bad? Yeah, I mean, I've had... uh, I've had a lot of them um, and I, I, I'm not good at like choosing one things by the way. Um, but I have a funny one if I can share. Absolutely. Cool. So when I was carpet cleaning, this was a negatively uh, negative experience. I was cleaning a house and the lady left the house and she said, can you please leave us a business card when you leave the house and get done and wrap up? Well, I left the house. I was driving down the street and I realized oh, I forgot to give her a business card. So I was like looking through the van and I pulled one out I wrote on the back of it, thank you so much for everything. And I didn't want to get a complaint. So I like ran back to the house, threw it on her counter, ran back out and my van was gone. And I had left it running and I was like, someone stole my van. And I looked to the right of me and I hear all these horns and I, I freaking left the, the van and drive. And I jumped out and I ran and the van drove itself down the street and it was going to oncoming traffic. And all I hear is these crunches and everything. And I see it going to this bush and I like run over there, jump through the bush, jump in the van. And it had only hit a, a, um, a fence. And I was worried about people and cars. And like, I was only making 1200 bucks a month. Like I was freaking out. So I backed it up and I remember like everyone looking at me, I was like, I don't know what to do. So like I threw it in drive and I like drove away and I didn't, I was like, sorry about the fence. Like, I don't know. I drove and I got down to the stop sign and like, I was putting my foot on the brake and my foot's like going like this. And for people that can't see, it was like, my foot was like vibrating. Like I couldn't, like I was shaking. And I felt like such a failure, dude. Like I remember that like haunting me. I was like, how could I be so stupid that I left my van and freaking drive and I ran into a house like I could have killed somebody. Like this is terrible. So that was one negative experience. Now, but one positive experience is one I don't really ever talk about, but I never went to church growing up at all. I thought church was for women and men stayed home and like acted manly. I had no clue what religions were at all. Like I, 
I thought like Christians were people that didn't drink and Catholics were ones that did. So I told people who were Catholic. I was like, my family drinks, so I don't know. And um, at 18 years old, I had a specific encounter where I found out that God was real for me. And it literally changed me in a second, like asked my family and everything. Nobody, like I had nobody that approved of this at all, but I had an experience and it just transformed my heart and mind and changed my direction forever. It's the reason why I'm successful in business. It's the reason why I'm successful in life. It's the reason why I'm happy. It's really crazy. So that's why I said the Bible is really cool, but the more experiential stuff is, is more the stuff that I enjoy and stuff that I get to experience all the time. And yeah, that was the, that was definitely the most impactful, positive thing in my life. Second thing, I'm getting married to my wife. You say you spend $100,000 a year on education. What is the most insightful or actionable event you've ever attended? It's a really good question. So just to make sure that people understand, the best thing about events is who you know and what you know together. I've tracked back. I've been to over 120 live events. And to make everyone feel happy, I've never gone to an event that wasn't worth it. I've gone to really bad events. And at those events, I met someone that literally to this day, maybe they're my friends still, they connected me to someone else. I've never had a non-profitable, not good ROI event I've ever been to in my entire life, even the worst ones that I left complaining about. But some of the ones that I really enjoy going to now are uh, specific masterminds. I'm in Russell Brunson's inner circle who owns ClickFunnels. And that's hundred of the top marketers paying over 50 grand a year. And for the people that don't have 50 grand a year and make seven figures every year, I think some of the best places to start are places like Thrive, Make Money Matter is a great event. BDB Live, which is our live event for men only, uh, where we really get to jump into those three quadrants we talked about. And then also I think Funnel Hacking Live is a phenomenal event as well. Those have been some amazing events that I've ever been to. And then also for the people that are more on the biblical side of things, Redding, California has this place called Bethel and they have phenomenal conferences as well. And they have a, a business conference as well up there, which is pretty legit. Love it, man. Thank you so much for, for your time and the insight and wisdom you were willing to share today. For those people who want to become a part of your network, your community, and just get to experience what you provide to the world, where can they find you? How can they get in contact with you? Absolutely, man. So the best place to connect with me would be to, one, if you want to really get clear on, like I said, I have a cheat sheet that they can have for free at thebilliondollarbody.com slash cheat sheet. And it really breaks down the seven ways to create, build, and scale a profitable business, starting out with how I was able to eliminate all the options, figure out what I was supposed to do. That should be really helpful for people. And then I have a Facebook group called The Billion Dollar Brotherhood as well. Just say that I sent you and you'll be able to get in, Nicholas Barely. And then uh, Nicholas Barely on Instagram is amazing because I share like my lifestyle. Like I share my meals, I share my workouts, I share the things that I'm doing with my wife. I share the things that we're doing inside a business. I teach and just have fun. Like it's really amazing. And I know that you guys are already scrolling through Insta stories anyway. So might as well watch some that change lives. Again, thank you so much for being on here. Guys, take advantage of his information, his knowledge, become a part of his community. Thanks, man. Cheers. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.